0: Together, If there is a regulation, at least it reduces pollution and benefits everybody.
1: That story was produced by Free Speech Radio News correspondent Adelaide Chen. You've been listening to Free Speech Radio News, supported by Pacifica Radio, Community Radio Station affiliates, and listener supporters. Today's newscast was produced by Monica Lopez and Kristen Schwartz. Our headlines editor is Shannon Young. Our DC editor, Leanne Caldwell. Today's technical team included Rose Katabchi and Puck Lowe. I'm Nell Abram.
2: what's going on in here?
0: Well, I told you, we're remodeling closets.
2: I knew this was going to happen eventually, but
0: not so soon. Come on, it's a new year, time to start over. Plus, we need more room for all your nasty construction boots. Uh, You mean stiletto heels? Whatever. They take up a lot of space, Imelda.
2: So what's the difference between this year's closet and last year's closet?
0: Well, um, we're going to have more student voice, regular guest editorials. What
2: about the music and Uh, the insightful investigative reporting? Buzzing.
0: Um, Oh, the gossip. Yeah, that I'll still be there
2: Oh, thank my rainbows Great,
0: let's get started
2: Hand me a glue stick and the glitter Welcome to Closets Are For Clothes
0: And apparently, we're on. So, I don't know are if you can on? hear me. Oh, okay. Okay. So, we didn't get a countdown that time. Oh, my okay. gosh. We are running. has been a Hyatt. bad day. We are running Hyatt. Um, <laughs> because, folks, you're only going to get us for 10 minutes. Because <sighs> after that, we're going to go. We're going right. to leave. And you're going to get a special encore presentation next of many weeks ago. Yes. And <laughs> I don't care what you say. Okay? <laughs> All one listener of you. Um, hi, Dan. Hi. Happy how birthday. are you? Uh, what's up? Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay, sure. It's my
0: birthday, fool. I was going to (laughs) say, happy birthday. Hey! no it's tomorrow
2: actually <laughs> that's it's, why I didn't say anything tonight it's tomorrow yes. uh-huh. uh,
0: but I've been celebrating all um, astrological month you can ask my friends oh nice they're like oh when is this queen gonna, gonna stop <laughs> with the birthday um, but you know and I honestly I don't like birthdays they're not my favorite right but you know there's no such thing as bad press right so, that's absolutely oh, I, I just showed up in my head Woohoo! Ooh, I, can, I can hurt myself oh
2: my god you showed up in my head too I know <laughs> it's dirty in here.
0: Um, So, um, a couple things of note. Our our good friend Keith from from, uh, Common Language Books wanted us to talk about tonight, Wednesday, at some appointed time at seven evening, o'clock, seven p.m. Yep. Mm-hmm. at the Shout Cabaret Gallery, which is in Broncourt, across from Outbar. Right. Um, Detroit native Frank Anthony Polito will be um, reading from his new book, Band Fags.
2: Wow.
0: I know. And so, a couple things about Band Fags. Okay. Um, author, real cute. Oh, uh-huh, and um, it's about you know fags in the band. So I mean,
2: and uh, it's, it's set in the Hazel Park. Yeah, so, yeah. He's a Detroit native in yes. the area. Uh, yeah, that's right. So,
0: so that should be a good time. So go out to shout um, cabaret at seven p.m. Absolutely, and go learn about band fags and how they play the flute.
2: um so or the bassoon or the bassoon (laughs) um
0: absolutely
2: so so what else
0: is going on how's your week um it's going okay
2: it's been kind of one of those like okay so folks are kind of like summer is here and i just realized did you know it's one month to art fair
3: (gasps) woohoo Oh man! And
2: um, <laughs> actually, I started thinking about that. I was like, okay, so how, we gotta start making arrangements to how we're gonna get to the studio, <sighs> and because of parking and all this stuff. And I realized, oh, that's right. I don't have to coordinate it with Gabe because Gabe is like already like Here. close, right? So,
0: so what's so funny is like, so I grew up in St. Louis, right? Right. So it's the uh, the arch is there. It's that's a right. Big. Still there? A so shiny arch, yes, yeah. still there. Um, and um, it's sort of like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm from Sydney, I was like, oh, do you like to go to the arch? And I'm like, eh, it's fine. It's yeah. like you take it for granted because yes. it's in your hometown. Absolutely. And it's sort of like the art fair because people love the art fair. Oh, they love it. Yes. As long as you're not from Ann Arbor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, it's just like, oh, great, slow moving crowds, you know.
2: That's right. I have to get across town. It's going to take me about a half hour. That's right. Minutes, you know, yeah. there are
0: a couple of things that I do love about art fair. Um, like right outside where I work, they have all this fattening fried food. So, oh. so I forget to be on Weight Watchers that week. That's right. That's um, right. And the other thing I love is we play art fair bingo. Oh, so, I love Art Bear Bingo. So there are many things that we watch for: art on a stick, yes, uh-huh. absolutely. Uh, pregnant ladies, yes, uh-huh. Uh-huh. fanny packs, that's right. People in sleeveless shirts who should not be wearing sleeveless shirts, <laughs> absolutely. And then, the, and somebody
2: not wearing shirts so they should be wearing that's shirts, right? And then, of course, the winner is
0: a pregnant lady with a fanny pack not wearing sleeveless shirts.
2: Shirt.
0: <laughs> so once you you win automatically, so you know that it will be like you know you, you can plan on the, um, I thought I heard something weird. Yeah,
2: um, really. Well, they're actually, the other thing, too, is they're also doing construction in this building. That's and right. so, like, I couldn't get in. I know. Wait. And... Right. So,
0: so there's this caution table over the place, and you can't move anywhere. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, it's sort of like, caution? Do not enter? Do they mean me? And of
2: course not. <laughs> Surely they don't
0: mean me. It's my birthday month. That's right. So I looked around. Nothing was falling. You know, there weren't any snakes. I'm Good. like, all right, I'm going. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's people like me. They write about it. They're like... God, what a (laughs) dumbass. (laughs) <laughs>
2: but that's the one thing that's really funny is when the fire alarms went you were the one that told us all okay we have to leave the that's building. right
0: you were just sitting here like oh we have to go I'm like well um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's a bigger flamer in the building than you can. so um, so yeah I mean surprisingly. whatever surprisingly okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so oh. but yes
2: it is um, so yeah so there's just like all kinds of things I'm uh, realizing this week so what are you you're celebrating are you doing a special party on your birthday or any special event um,
0: you know my, my birthday is an event. Oh, um, in and of itself, but you know yes. I'm going to DC this weekend oh. to our great nation's capital. Absolutely. Um, the, and I'm going to um going to the National Cathedral.
2: Wow. No, I'm not. i I'm going like, to Gay Pride. I was like, I am learning something <laughs> about gay right I am now. going to
0: Gay Pride, and it's ah. going to be fun. I hear Capital Pride is, but, you know, it's okay. whatever. Like, I'm there to see a lot of really good friends. It's going to be a good time. Absolutely. I'm spending, Um, you know, we're actually, we're going on, and on Friday at one of the bars, Christian Siena is going to be there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm probably going to get arrested accosting him.
4: (laughs) So uh, we all have our goals. I know, right? So it's going to be a good time. Exactly. Um,
0: So I'm going to go to DC and see some good friends and hang out at Pride. It's going to be hot and stormy. So whatever. Mm -hmm. I know, right? Well, that means wet
2: T-shirts or maybe no T-shirts. I suppose. I suppose
0: it means yeah. So
2: so (laughs) (laughs) and he's like, obviously went off some other. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i'm distracted so um
2: now this is the one thing maybe you might be able to help me find this is that i was in dc on last november and uh i was trying to find a fabulous drag bar Uh where they had fabulous drag i figure big city Uh they've got to have Uh like the primo of of drag queens and I went to this one, and so I was told, oh, this is the bar you need to go to, Do you need to go, so we get there, and it's like, and they had like a cabaret, like a dinner mm-hmm. and a show kind of a thing, and sure enough, I get there, and um, we had the, fa- we, we looked at it, it's like a regular bar, mm-hmm. I don't know, it was kind of like, almost like the flame, mm-hmm. um, so it was like very run down, like, oh, all right, okay, we can go with this, mm-hmm. but the food was fabulous kind of thing, so we thought, okay, well, then the, the show should be even better. Okay. No, you actually they have a dance floor, um, um, and you actually have to stand up to watch the show, and they just all circle around the drag queen.
0: Oh, you know, I was in a place in Chicago that's just like that. And I was just like, what the heck? Well, what's funny is because, like, so people were, like, circling around, this mob of people circling around the drag queen. Right. And, like, that drag queen throws up a heel, someone goes blind. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. I mean she swings her hair, and the glitter is sort of, like, <laughs> like mace. So, um, but it was fine. It was fun. I forgot where the, no, it was in Atlanta where we went. Oh, <laughs> it was okay. Good times. But I don't think we're seeing a drag show, so.
2: Well, I, maybe one of the things you can help me with is, I'm looking for, so if it happens to come up, I'm not saying go look for it. For it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it happens to come up, um, I, I need a referral because I know I'm going back in November again, and I just need to. Oh, absolutely.
0: It, so. Well, there's a place that they have, they've have drag breakfast apparently. Wow. So, yeah, I know. Okay. So um, I I do hope to. Are you about to hold up a sign? No. One
2: minute. One minute. thought <laughs> 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 uh, we'd have nothing to talk about? <laughs> quickest
0: show ever. Um, gee, yeah, this is longer than you've lasted in a while, isn't it? Yeah. yeah I mean, <laughs> um,
2: um, it's my birthday.
0: <laughs> um. So. So. Anyway. So I'm gonna have fun in DC, and we're gonna go to a drag breakfast, and you know, bloody, blah, bloody, blah, blah, blah. Fabulous. Mm-hmm. Oh my
2: gosh. Well, it sounds like a great time. We're gonna be there all for like a week and a half. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. That is gonna be. Don't missing, Don't
0: miss me too much, listening public person.
2: <laughs> um.
0: Well. So have you seen um Sex in the City?
2: I have not.
0: Are you planning on seeing I it? I am
2: definitely going to see it. Absolutely. I'm trying, I'm waiting for my pumps to come in so it's I can be, be able to wear it. I know, they, right? Absolutely. <laughs>
0: it's fabulous.
2: And I hear that they put them at the theaters that you could specifically, they had bars, like where you could actually get a drink, an alcoholic drink. And um, Really? Oh yeah, that they marketed specifically so you could get the pink, mar- um, Oh, the Cosmo. Yes, exactly. And, um, you know, and, but apparently people are actually like having parties like they did. People
0: are like dressing up. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, I mm-hmm. saw people dress up for Lord of the Rings, which is one kind of person, right? And right. So this is like the opposite, like whole complete spectrum. Like <laughs> it's just sort of like, oh girl, where'd you get those heels? Absolutely. So, so yeah, it's very good. So I suggest you you check that out. Good, good.
2: And I saw um a Kung
0: Fu Panda. Panda. <gasps> panda. So did I. Oh my god! I it? loved it. it. Was so funny
2: oh hysterical and i love the message i loved Uh i mean there were so many different things that i just
0: it's v funny absolutely
2: i wasn't sure what i was getting into but i the more i went it was just fabulous
0: kung fu panda and sex in the city what else do you need absolutely that's right. So you just need an encore presentation. An encore Closets of presentation Closets of closet we're closed with our favorite Eric Hyman. Um, so we will see you next week.
2: I will see you next week.
0: Uh, Dan will see you next week. <laughs> I will be probably drying out somewhere. Yeah. Um, you know. So
2: and so absolutely have a wonderful time. Absolutely.
0: Okay. We'll see you next week. And this is a. Encore presentation Closet for clothes on WCUF and NR8.3 oh. More of a point <laughs> which is what we're used to we're more of a like tap on the glass you're on yeah, yeah. I'm like wow I should not have been talking about that yeah. <laughs> Hi Dan
2: Hi how are you? What's shaking uh, Not much goodness gracious It's yeah? been um, yeah I, you know what I think I'm just determined never to do summer work uh,
0: Because it's never summer
2: uh, <laughs> I mean, Right well that's true yeah but the little the, the frost of things but I've been working in my yard a lot this year uh-huh. and feeling very Earthy, uh-huh, uh-huh. discovering my my inner um, earth mother, and um, you know, and doing all this wonderful. My
0: earth mother wears Prada,
2: <laughs> <laughs> and all these wonderful things. And sure enough, I decide to relax, have people over. Omg, and I. Um, what did you do? I broke some toes. I actually, like, uh, joined two two of the uh, bones together, um, and uh, they they said fuse, but they were able to pull it apart, so I don't know what... I thought fuse means one, but... What? So, uh... Yeah, so I have, and so I have all different kinds what? of colors that I didn't know a body
0: could have. How did you do that?
2: And um, it's been, uh, uh,
0: yeah, so, you it's know, been... so this is what happens when you go against nature. <laughs> the exactly. groundhog spirit has descended upon your toe. Yeah,
2: exactly, he bit me where it, where it counts. O-M-G. Exactly. So yeah, so it's a very interesting. Um, this might be a dumb question, but it does it hurt? Oh, sorry. Oh, yes, absolutely. Oh. So I've got to, like, keep it elevated and keep my feet in the air and, you of know. Of course you do. And, you know. Well, that's, that's
0: a common thing for you.
2: Yeah. That's <laughs> what so they told me. Exactly. I was like, oh, all right. You know, now at least I have a doctor's note. <laughs>
0: that's right. <laughs> well, I'm sorry to yeah, hear that. So, so so that's what you did the Memorial Day weekend? You garden? I did.
2: I did. I took care of a lot of the household honey-do lists that I seem to be getting. Oh. And, Yeah, getting all the stuff done and making the place look presentable and have people over. Well, brilliant. Yeah. So it was kind of a, um, you know, relaxing, fun, visiting with friends, lots of laughter. Nice. You know, drove the neighbors nuts because
0: of all the laughter, having people over.
2: (laughs) You know, it was great.
0: Jovial. Jovial. Joviality. Yeah,
2: there you go. Joviality. Um,
0: I, too, was a garden fairy this weekend. Wow. (laughs) It's true. So I've been helping my friend um Robbie with uh her backyard and um who knew that there were so many different colors of mulch?
2: Oh yes. So
0: we took several chips getting like, okay, is this red different than the other red? What's brick red and vibrant red? Like can you have vibrant brick red? Uh, so it was it was it was very it was a lot of fun though. And, oh I bet. And um we didn't see the groundhogs, but right we saw some awesome um we saw a baby raccoon. Aww. I know. And So the mother must have been near. So, of course, then my other friend, Jennifer, was like, um, I don't do raccoons. I'm out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so she was out. Aww. Was out so so. where did you, where'd you find the baby raccoon? It was just walking around. It was just, just, just hanging out, you know. Wow. It's like, yo, I'm a raccoon. Has cigarettes in its mouth. You know, <laughs> just chilling up in the space. Saw you guys were having fun. Thought I'd join you. No, I it was a good you. time. It was a good time. Yeah. yeah. And I felt, I, I too felt connected to Mother Nature.
2: Yeah. Uh-huh. It was a perfect week for weekend for that. It wasn't hot. I mean, Monday was hot, but that's when I was done. Right. Um, that's when I was in the air conditioning. So.
0: Nice. <laughs> so. And even, yes. so, yeah. so it was just beautiful. So Absolutely.
2: Yeah. So just And it was supposed to rain, but it never, I did, that's the thing is I've planted some stuff knowing I have to like water it regularly and making sure, but I thought, oh, it's raining tonight, so I don't even have to do it and wake up to find out it never rained. Ugh. You know, it's just like, oh, so I have to well, get back out there. Last night there
0: was frost. What's a Dutch?
2: Uh, exactly. Dutch. That's different. <laughs> um, yes, exactly. And uh, trying to get that taken care of. Yeah. So there was. Yeah. And so, yeah. So that's one of the things I've been feeling really lucky about is that I haven't planted any flowers yet. So <laughs> I, I planted everything
0: and everything's frozen. Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, oh, it's cold. So this weekend. So, um, oh, so real quick, we're going to have to come back to it. But we need to talk about Idol. Oh, really? Yeah. What happened? Well, no, Did we they haven't talked since last week. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, that's right. Oh! Ah! <laughs> Oh, now you get all funny. See, of course, like absolutely, of course. Absolutely. So let me tell you just real quick, my dear listener, mm-hmm. that um, Idol finale was last week, and uh, I have uh, apparently on air said that I thought that David <laughs> Cook was going to win, and David Archuleta, or no, that David Archuleta was going to win, and David Cook was not, and the opposite happened, and hey, of I, course, I, and of course, right after the announcements made, <laughs> my phone rings. <laughs> And who is it but our co-host Dan Burns saying? Oh, my God and so you know i'm texting david archuleta and i'm like david if you need to come over i will be here for you exactly so,
2: well and i think this is some background that i think that our audience members don't really know is that um that gabe picks out all our music for the show because i have terrible taste in music that's and, not true just different okay i have okay so that the the um Targeted audience may not enjoy the (laughs) same music that I have, even though I think Barbra Streisand and Cher are great. And um, and um, and why? And everybody can listen to all that pop music, but you know what? Soundtracks and you know (laughs) musical musicals are fabulous. And um, so I have a particular taste that um, uh, in in music Mm -hmm. and um, and so last way
0: like some people have a taste in anchovies.
2: (laughs) And um, so it was very funny last. Week we we happen to have the between the lines um, entertainment editor edi- entertainment uh-huh. editor Chris and and um, the expert in entertainment and predictions and um, and Gabe here both saying that it has to be Archuleta and it's going to be Archuleta and I at a whim said fine I'm going to be choosing Cook <laughs> whatever and and uh, the, the the apparently I have been really in touch with the energy of music through my Earth mother all right and, that's um, <laughs>
0: So, speaking of our own American Idol, so this weekend is Motor City Pride, and this show, I want to talk about two things that I love. Okay. Okay? Cute boys and carbs. Because later on, folks, we're going to talk to the owner of Avalon (laughs) Bakery in Detroit, but first, for the the first one, um, I'm going to talk to, let's talk to Eric Hyman, and if you've been listening um, in the past couple weeks, we've been talking about Eric Hyman quite a bit. Yes. Um, Eric, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Eric, welcome to Closets for Clothes. Ah, thanks for having me. Of course. So are you excited to come to Motor City?
5: Uh, yes. They, uh, I was requested, and I said, sure. I haven't been there in a while, so I was very excited to be able to come back.
0: Now, oh. you're doing a tour right now, right? So you're in Chicago this week? Yes,
2: I'm in Chicago right now. It's
0: nice. Nice. <laughs> it's nice.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and like, where is the tour of the Midwest? Is it... Um Or what's considered Midwest, because I don't know if Kentucky is considered Midwest, or?
5: Uh, I was in Kentucky yesterday.
2: Right, right. But is it just, are you picking particular cities as you're going through, or just wherever anybody's giving you an invitation?
5: Uh, No, I picked a, a little bit of both. Okay. Half invitation, half like, okay, if I'm going to be near D.C., I'm going to play Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Just things like
0: that. Well, and, you know, speaking of being all over the place, like, you really have been all over the place. So your new CD is out now, right? Resonate. Um, you were nominated for the Brink of Fame Award for the New Now Next Awards, right? Yes. Um, so how was that? Did you know that that was going to come out? or? Um,
5: well, I was, I don't know, one day I was just got a phone call from one of the executive people over at Logo telling me that I was uh that I was nominated for a bring of fame music artist and after I heard all the other people that were nominated I thought it was really, really, really cool. People like Missy Higgins from Australia and the Quicks. Wow. So it was really cool and then um, they shot the awards last Monday, so it was really it was really, really cool to be able to meet a lot of the people that were also nominated.
0: Nice Now
5: hang out with people Who I never would have Hung out with before
0: Oh wow Who is the most famous person You met besides yourself?
5: Uh, Besides yourself I am the most (laughs) famous person I've ever met That's right That's right Who is that? Um, uh, Cindy Lauper
2: Nice
5: Who else? But you know Wilson Cruz Oh yeah And he was really really fun I like Wilson. And uh, I don't know Leona Lewis was there But I saw her for like Three seconds And couldn't like Get my way over to her Wow And Christian Siriano That was one of the Famous people That I was
0: very happy To see Was he really short?
5: I'm pretty short So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to Talk about that (laughs) (laughs) He was wonderful though You think he's going To be bitchy And you know And you don't know What you're going to get But he is totally A nice person and, And really entertaining Actually
2: Nice. That's nice. Anything that you uh, that was unexpected that you were like, oh, like oh, I expected Sydney Lauper to be such and such, or, um, and just was it turned turned out that she just is down to earth and and.
5: Uh, well, I liked the one unexpected thing was I turned around. And there was this woman. She kind of was like smiling at me, and I was like, "Who is this woman?" And I'm looking at her closely, and it's Michelle Williams from Destiny's Child. Nice. Oh wow. Sitting there, like kind of just hanging out, no diva attitude, no nothing. Right. So oh. that was a big shock I was like Isn't that, is that Sometimes when people Don't act as if You expect them to act You don't even realize That they're who they are
2: Exactly wow. they wanna, You
5: know I want to like Run up to somebody And go like You know what you look like And then they'd be like Oh <laughs> That's who I am
0: Nice Nice So So um after Detroit, you're, you're traveling almost home, right? Back to Oklahoma? Oh, I'm traveling all the way home. Nice. And so... so, so I'm, I'm in a car door, and I'm driving all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> so what's it like to go go back to Oklahoma um, and play... Yeah, it's really
5: cool. It's like it's getting a little more progressive, and and for as much uh, backlash as, you know, with everything that came as with Sally Senator, Kern. Mm-hmm. Sally Kern. There was just as much positive reinforcement coming from the gay community there, and the Oklahomans for Equality, who I work with, they're actually are putting on the Pride this year that I'll be playing at next Saturday, so in Tulsa, and I don't know, I've been doing a lot of work with them, uh, helping them out with certain events, and just, I don't know, it's, it's something that's really needs to be on the ground floor of a place that's kind of starting to get its to get out there and be a little more proactive, so... Gotcha. So I'm sure what, they've been for a while, but it's me. I've only been there about a year, so it's cool to be able to be a part.
2: Mm-hmm. Now you've been in, in the music business for quite some time, or been pl- playing with music for quite some time.
5: Oh yeah. Well, I started playing guitar when I was eight years old, and started performing when I was like 18.
2: Gotcha. Oh wow. So you were just just playing with a guitar for about 10 years.
5: Yeah, like just singing in my room, but not professionally doing anything until. I went to college and, at 18 and I played in a band and the band would Everybody was over 21 except me, so they made me, like, sit outside, and then they'd be, like, okay, <laughs> you can sing now. And I'd, like, walk in and sing, and then they're, like, okay. And at one point, they had me, like, one place that we played, I ended up having to sit in a chair right next to the stage, and I couldn't leave it unless I was on stage. Nice.
0: Wow. So
5: was of course, a- all my friends, all these guys were, like, see ya. <laughs>
0: so, at, at, like, at this point, did you decide, um, I think I need to go out of my lo- alone.
5: Uh, yeah, that was probably a big, a big seller of that. And right. they were like, you know, everybody had all different opinions and everybody was pushing me in different directions and firing my friends who worked for us for nothing.
2: Hmm.
5: Huh. Everybody got big egos. So then I said, peace out.
2: Gotcha. Wow, and so what was that like making that transition? I mean, making—I mean, first you made the transition and going on stage, which oh. I, I, when you made when you finally decided to like come out with your musical talent. I mean, that must have been uh, first, like just to just being having enough confidence to do that, and then to be able to have the confidence to then to have your own, you know, your own career in charge of your own destiny. Where did you get the hoop to do that?
3: Uh, I don't know. Looking
5: back, I think I just, you know what you want, and you you know what you'll put up with, and you know what you won't put up with. Gotcha. And I think sometimes life tests you and gives you the opportunity to make that choice. Hmm. You know, and when you have that opportunity to make that choice, I don't know, I guess I just realized that, you know, I had, I had that choice. It was up to me.
0: Okay. So do you think that those choices and that journey sort of shows itself in your music in a strong way and...
5: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all a lot of my songs are a product of choices that I've made. I mean, sometimes even making choices, talking about my family. Like on the new CD, Resonate, there's a song called Open the Door about my dad and my sister who really haven't been talking very well. And my sister kind of felt like my dad got a new family because he remarried and kind of forgot all, all about her. So I wrote this song to him from her and pretty emotional and... You know, it's and I was nervous to even have him hear it. But at the same time, you know, you make a choice to do something. You know, put yourself in a very vulnerable situation. But people get it, you know,
4: mm-hmm.
5: and it catches the right people. So,
0: so talk more about that—that that vulnerability. So, do you think that? Um, are, do you think you're afraid of, or are, are you excited to be sort of labeled and boxed in as this this uh, gay singer songwriter folk artist? Well, I kind
5: of call myself like an out artist, like an openly gay artist. Sometimes when people say, like, gay singer-songwriter to me, and, you know, I'm not offended by it, but at the same time, I just think it's inaccurate, because people will show up to my show and be like, you're not talking enough about the gay, you know?
4: <laughs>
0: Are you more sure gay, gay, Eric, more gay.
5: <laughs> I know, they, they want more gay. And then at the same time, I'm just kind of like, I'm just out singing about emotions. Everybody has emotions. Everybody breaks up. Everybody makes up. Everybody has family, things I talk about. Sometimes I'll get specific and talk about like in my protest song, Gays in the Military, but, you know, like for the majority of it, I'm just this guy who's not a... You know, I was never afraid to be out from the get-go like somebody who's going to catch me. And all the male role models that that were out there, you know, all the out guys, I don't know. I didn't see myself in any of them. Hmm. So did- the way they came out.
0: So what about other songwriters, other artists, other out artists? Do you have out artists who you sort of look to um, and say like, hey, you know, that, that's the model of outness? Like I look at, like say, like Ellen De- DeGeneres, who is...
5: They're all women. Like for really? me, they're all women. Uh-huh. There weren't, there's like, there wasn't, there weren't any men. Like I honestly was very confident, like, we were, like you were asking, like very confident and had the hoots, but uh, which I love that word. <laughs> Thanks. And uh, I, I don't know, like, I had that because of these women, not not the men. Like, Alan mm. DeGeneres and, I mean, Ani DeFranco was, like, the biggest one for me. Mm. You know, Amy Ray and the Indigo Girls, Melissa, like, Katie, like, all the women who were out there. Just no apologies talking about who they are and what they were about. And I just took that as, like, a, am one of these women, and then I would go play, like, a women's festival, and they'd be like, what the hell are you doing here? (laughs) Uh, I'd be like, oh, I'm not a woman. Okay. (laughs) And then I'd go play, like, some other, like, gay male thing, and I'm like, it's me and drag queens or me and, like, like go-go boys, and I'm like, okay, this is not me Mm. either. So I kind of had to find my own footing based on just, you know, just finding my own path and... I don't know. I think that's how I got to where I'm at now.
2: And, and how have you, I mean, by cutting your own path, I mean, especially coming from Oklahoma, I mean, there, how, what have some of the lessons you've learned? Uh, lessons I've learned
5: is, oh God. I are, don't know. Or like, some things that
2: you've overcome, like things that you're like, like a story that you've actually like, or I, I really, that I overcame this and, and it was something that I was just not expecting.
5: Um, ugh, I don't know. Is really okay. that I overcame?
2: Well, no, I mean, like, you're, you're making your own path, and so sometimes there's nobody, like, in what front of obstacles you. Obstacles
5: and making my own yeah, path? Yeah, yeah. I'm um, being told by, like, label people. Like, I had, there was uh, these, I guess, very good producers, like, music producers who found me and my music and wanted to do something with me and then turned around and was trying to sell it to, like, Warner Brothers and these other companies. And at the same time, I was, I was asked to be on a Love Rock CD by the HRC that had, like, Cindy and Dixie Chicks and Melissa Etheridge and, and all these things to support the HRC. Well, I was on the CD, and I was pretty excited about it, you know, to be a part of it. So I was showing one of the producers, and actually, my old friend who was my manager was showing it to one of the producers, and he looked at it, he's like, oh, a fax CD.
4: Oh, wow.
5: and and I was like, "What?" And She was like, telling him, "Like, well, this is like Eric's like audience, and he's very, you know, protective about his his relationship with the LGBT community." Like, he's like, "Okay, I'll let me you know when you get that fax, CD," and so I I quit working with them.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
5: You know, it's like it's it's a matter. I've always learned that, but one of the big obstacles is like realizing when to walk away and when to stay. And what's going, like we said before about choices, what to, which choices do you make? You know, do you go, I just want to be famous and I just want to have a career, or are you, are you in it because you actually want to, you'll, you'll be playing music even if nobody's paying attention. Right.
4: Mm-hmm. right. You know,
5: because like, music to me is like my communication with people. It's like my, my process. Hmm. You know, I don't sit there and have these gigantic conversations with people. I, sometimes I just have like a song that I write and then I play it and they get it. Wow. Like my dad and my sister. Like, I couldn't have that conversation with my dad, so I ended up putting it in a song, and he heard it, and, you know. so I was How did doing he react this. to it? It was funny. Like, he didn't say anything directly to me about it. Um, he just he asked me, what it, you know, what are the songs about, and I kind of said it was about my sister. And then he called my sister at one point, and she told me that he said, you know, did you hear that song? And my sister was like, yeah, did you hear that song? And he's like, yeah. He's like, what did you think of it? She's like, what did you think of it? <laughs> and, uh, and he was like, well, Eric thinks that I don't pay enough attention to you. And she's like, well, I don't think you do either. So, I mean, it started a conversation between the two of them that they necessarily, I don't know if they would have had nice without, without something happening to make them come together to talk about it. Absolutely. So, they, I mean, I don't know. I'd be in music doing it if, you know my best friend was just listening or like 5 million people were listening.
2: But what so you-, you think
5: about trying to like get famous and everything's about exposure and you start denying your integrity just to get famous. I think that's when you make a lot of bad decisions.
2: Yes, absolutely. And and but don't you don't you want to at least be making money off of it? I mean, or is that something like I know you were saying oh, I'd be happy just sitting in a in my apartment you know, playing music with a friend uh, to listen, wouldn't you feel some grief over that you're not doing this full time? and communicating? Oh, yeah. Oh,
5: don't get me wrong. Like, I've, I've been running my business. I do it all, I do everything myself from booking and publicity to distribution wow. to getting my CDs placed and stuff and my songs placed and stuff. And, I mean, it's a big, big freaking job. So, of course, What's you the- know, I couldn't do this without the money it takes to make it. Of course, I... I want to make money at it. I have a song called In Demand that talks <laughs> all about that. Nice. On nice. my new CD that just says, like, you know, I'm not greedy. I just want to pay my bills on time. <laughs> right. you know, yeah. I, want to make, I want to make money. Yeah, definitely. I want to, because money, I don't know, like, meeting people, meeting people, though, and then telling me how much, you know, the song meant to them or how it's so closely related to their experiences and you make that connection is just as good as money. But I wouldn't be able to do nearly half of the things I'm able to do if I didn't make money at playing. Mm-hmm. Like you can't survive like that.
0: Right, right. So starving artist isn't isn't really your bag.
5: <laughs> you know what? I'm I did my starving early on, yeah. and now and now it's like, you know, I want to be able to make a living doing what I love to do, and, I, and I'm very lucky to be able to do that. But you, know, you get to a point where you're like. I got bills.
4: Right, (laughs) right. Who's
0: going to pay my phone bill? Okay, right. So, so... A lot of the press that you get, or that I, I've seen, you've gotten. You're up next to articles um, with some, some other awesome, uh, huge out artists just like you, right? So, so I'm looking at a magazine that has a review of your work plus the B52s and Panic at the Disco, and you're in the Out 100 in the past, and and your picture's right there next to Elton John and Rufus Wainwright. Um who are you listening to right now? Who do you like um, who's playing? What, what music are you really getting energy from right now?
5: Um, I'm getting a lot of energy from actually friends of mine who are musicians who aren't as well-known, like uh, Coyote Grace, which is this transgendered um, guy and, and his partner, this girl. And they're this, actually starting to open up for the Indigo Girls. And they're named Coyote Grace, and they're really, really cool. She's an upright bass player and he plays guitar. Hmm. they're really cool harmonies and whatnot, so them, but I mean national artists, I would say, I don't know like I just hm, I really like.
0: You can admit it If you like the new New Kids CD Like that's Oh okay. my god I just
5: heard that song My friend had serious In the car <laughs> She had serious, And we were listening To Philadelphia And she's like I'm like What is this And she's like Oh my god It's the New Kids On the Block And I'm like It sounds awful Turn it off It
0: really does sound awful It was It's embarrassingly awful And I feel so It's I like feel Completely
5: so not memorable no. That's what I got from it yeah. I'm Like I wouldn't remember the song I don't know Like I really I'm really starting To like the gossip
4: Oh yeah I,
5: just, I really like Um uh, Seth Ditto's voice
4: Uh huh Uh
5: huh Um Who else am I listening to Gosh you caught me I like Ani I'm still listening to Ani DeFranco. She's a main source of inspiration Even till today It's nice. like going back and listening to old CDs I had like a five hour drive today Which is plenty enough time to Sit and listen to All the CDs of the past But uh-huh. newer stuff Um I like Leona Lewis's voice yeah. yeah I don't know if she I don't think she writes her stuff But I like her voice Nice. Um, so what? Makes- I don't know. A lot of a lot of women, I guess. So what makes you memorable? Damn straight. Good <laughs> question. What makes? Don't even beat around the bush with this shit. What makes you memorable, Eric? This is what makes me memorable. I'm. Uh, I don't know. I consider myself to be just a a songwriter and writing about my life and trying to talk about my experiences based on things as they happen you know yeah. finding love you know losing love you know um, I don't know those are the moments I think when people really connect with me is when I talk about things that are just honest and I, uh, I'm honest I get back to people you know I'm personable I think I'm approachable cute you know I think I don't know I think I cute <clears throat> Thanks I wasn't really Going to call myself that But (laughs) And I'm a trap No I'm kidding No I think I've just I just Put out a message Of just being Being honest About who I am You know Being gay Being Just you know Being a traveling musician My My opinions I think That's what's really cool Is like I think the most vulnerable Thing you can put out there Is your opinions You know Because then people Can judge them You know And a lot of people are afraid to put them out there, but um, I don't know. I think the only way that I'll ever connect with people is by putting it out. I don't feel like I've done anything extreme. I feel like I'm just kind of like a discussion starter.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So um, I was reading a little bit of your blog, Eric, and can you explain to me why you're so bad at Guitar Hero? (laughs)
5: <laughs> you know why Cause I'm pretty oh, good totally I'm not gonna lie questions. I, I, I mean I'll challenge
0: question. you To a guitar hero Like I've unlocked All of Guitar Hero 3 So if you wanna go
5: Fine We can go And you'll
0: win Bring it Bring it So
5: why even put me Through that misery
0: I don't know Cause you're a big time Celebrity And uh Oh yeah I can say Oh yeah I know him He sucks I
5: know him I kicked his ass in Guitar Hero <laughs> Damn straight Our Hero 3 What <laughs> Yeah but Yeah but, Well here's why Because I usually don't play it. Like I got one actually. Somebody bought it for me for Christmas, and I gave it back. Oh. I took it back because I'm like, this isn't the drum set. Because to me, drums <laughs> aren't my forte. Drums are not my forte, but so for me, it's kind of like a toy. Right. But guitar to me, you know, I know how to play guitar. I've been playing it since I was eight years old. So I actually was playing a, a song. Like on the video You'll see me I'm playing Possum Kingdom By the Toadies uh, For my CD release party In Tulsa With my band uh-huh. played that song So my tendency Is to play guitar Like I'm playing guitar <laughs> Instead of hitting Four buttons
4: <laughs>
5: And I'm like oh, um,
0: There's a whammy I'm, bar As well Excuse me
5: Oh the whammy bar <laughs> Killed me I'm like This isn't how you Use the whammy bar <laughs> And like my My friend Who just had a baby Is like Sitting there like no, no, no! This is how you do it. And she's like sitting there coaching me on how to play guitar. <laughs> she's like, "It's a whammy bar, Eric. It's a whammy bar." I'm like, "I, I know." There's usually, and then I'm like turning to her and getting all offended. I'm like, "There's six strings on my guitar. How many? There's nothing on this." <laughs> one.
0: Bummer. Yeah, and, it's,
5: and you know what really killed me? It was the holding out on the notes.
0: Oh heck yeah! And then you put the guitar upwards so you get extra points.
5: Yeah, see, I didn't know that until now. I might be able to kick your ass. Oh, that's right.
0: <laughs> Ooh, doubt it, doubt it. You
5: shouldn't give away these secrets.
0: <laughs> it's called Star Power, Eric. Don't you have Star Power?
5: <laughs> it's called Star Power. Oh, can I use that? <laughs> that's right. I'm going to, like, walk into some restaurant and be like, oh, excuse me, it's called Star Power. It's called Star Power. <laughs> it's called Star Power, and they're going to be like, "Who? nobody's here. <laughs>
0: Damn. Well, well done. Well, we are looking forward to seeing you at Motor City Pride on June 1st. But first, you're here in Ann Arbor on May 31st playing at Borders Books Music on Liberty. Is that right? Yes. Excellent. So we're going to go out um, listening to um, one of your songs. We're going to listen to uh, Wish You Would. Oh, cool. Um, what's? Who, tell me who you wrote the song for or where the song came from.
5: Oh, that song came from... I don't know, that feeling that uh, when you date somebody and, you're, and, and it didn't work out, and you at that moment were like, it's not working out, and then you tried and it didn't work, and then like years later, you will, um, you will remember them and you'll only remember the good. Mm. You never remember the bad and you're like, how, how come we didn't work out? I don't see why we didn't work out, <laughs> maybe it was just the timing. And then you get back with them, and then you're like, oh, I remember that. This didn't work out. <laughs> and, then, and then, you know, like, I don't know. And I think I've seen it happen in relationships like that, mine and friends of mine, where you're like, it's so easy to reminisce about somebody and, and, forget, and forget all the bad. Mm-hmm. And it's also the same way when you lose somebody. Like, I lost a friend of mine in well, last August. And I didn't even think, I wrote the song pretty much about relationships, but then somebody said something about, you know, somebody passing away, and I thought of the song, and it totally fit that that vibe as well. Mm. You know, that just because, you know, you don't want to be naive and think that they can come back, whether they're alive or not, like, into a relationship or just into your life. But sometimes, I don't know, selfishly, you wish they would.
0: Right. So well, that's a song Well brilliant So we've been talking To Eric Hyman You'll sing The closet for close Eric thank you so much For joining us We'll oh see you this week You guys are fun Absolutely <laughs> absolutely. And I'll see you On the stage With Guitar Hero buddy
5: Yes All right.
3: We'll do
0: that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you I do Be alone
3: tonight I should be dancing Underneath the lights But instead I'm thinking Of you appear at the oddest times just when I'm convinced that I'm doing fine Do you know what you do The old letters I find send me on rewind to the days I'd rather not hit play But once I'm on that road, there's nowhere to go but the one your way I'm not naive I know where this will lead we're safe and nowhere good I can't keep away you enter every day but sometimes I just so wish you were but sometimes I just so wish you were but sometimes I'm just so wish you were but sometimes to assure This spare change in the car I is begging to be used for a cry away. Sometimes Sometimes But sometimes I just so wish you would
0: So that was uh, Eric Hyman, our last guest. And he's playing in Ferndale this weekend um, at Motor City Pride. So come on down and see him, MotorCityPride.com. You can find out when he's playing. He's also in Ann Arbor um, this weekend on the 31st um and that song was called "I wish you would off of his newest album resonating you know seen wcb and fm in arbor closets are for clothes so i said dan that we were going to talk about two things that i loved absolutely cute boys Uh uh-huh check yep now carbs Carbs. Let's talk about carbohydrates. So I'm going to snicker a little. That's right. <laughs> so so I was I was um, flipping through the Advocate, and there's a, a community article in there, and the article was on a Detroit bakery called Avalon Breads. Yes, and in June
2: two thousand eight.
0: Yeah, just just this month, Yes. Pride issue, and I'm like, wow, that is awesome that Detroit is once again getting this awesome press about the LGBT community. So I decided that maybe we should invite Jackie Victor from Athlon Breads to come and say hello. Jackie, are you there?
1: I sure am. Hi, Welcome Jackie. to Closets
0: Are for Clothes. What? Welcome to Closets Are for Clothes. Thank you very much. So is this a? Are you done with your baking day, or are you oh, still? Oh no, the
1: baking day is just starting right now. Actually, we've got bread going in the oven. We've got baguettes being rolled out. We've got sweets being started to be mixed. This is this is when things really get going at the bakery. So
0: if you leave now, you can be here with all of the above items.
1: In theory, I could. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so it's such a great story, um, uh, both in The Advocate and all the, the great press and word of mouth that Avalon um, has gotten, and you're moving, right? Is that right?
1: Well, we are, eventually. Um, you know, like everything in the real estate market right now, it's... Um, a lot less simple than it was when we started talking about it two years ago. So we're 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 plotting along, but we are buying a building or a space of in a renovated uh, building around the corner where we'll have expanded production facility, expanded retail area, and just a lot better, a lot better place, you know, a lot bigger um, place with a lot bigger capacity. So we're really excited about that. But it is not. Imminent. It's not happening
0: right away. Okay. So, so tell us a story. So, for people who haven't been to Avalon, Bradson, who haven't been, uh, who haven't seen the Advocate article. So, tell us how you started out. How you um, started in the biz, in the bakery biz.
1: <laughs> Well, it actually, interestingly enough, started at an art with. um, I'm I'm so sorry. I'm having a little machinery breakdown here. It started um, in Ann Arbor, um, in theory, in the 80s, and um, or in thought, in the 80s. I was a student at University of Michigan, and I was. Um, And I was um, volunteering at a co-op bakery called Wildflower Bakery. And um, I used to do it sort of in between classes and protests. And it used to be on 4th Avenue right next to the People's Food Club. Right. And so they would just let me slice bread and kind of hang out with, like, the groovy hippies who made the wonderful bread. And I thought, this is a wonderful way to make a living. Um, but I was a political science student and, you know, not, definitely not a baker, although a big fan of, of bread and baked goods. But years later, I moved um, to Detroit um, to be part of the sort of rebirth of Detroit. And um, I remembered that place. And my partner, Ann Peralt, and myself had been running the Detroit Women's Coffee House for a few years together, which was a nonprofit monthly um, music series. For women, and we decided to try to do this business together. And I even had the name in my head; it was Avalon. And I even had a, a space in my in my mind picked out, which was next to the Detroit Food Co-op. And um, when that space came up for rent, um, we decided to give it a try.
2: Well, why Avalon?
1: Um, I actually don't exact. Well, I mean, the idea came to me before I knew what it meant. Strangely enough, ah. I was um, Detroit. The cast Quarter where we are at um, 12 years ago or so when I was thinking about it was a little scrappier than it is now. It's always been a great artistic neighborhood and a great cultural neighborhood. And it's always also been a place that has a high concentration of social service agencies and um, very diverse economic population. And so um, when I was... A few years, 12 years ago when I was thinking about it, um, the economy was actually really tanked out and there was a lot of homelessness. And And I remember thinking, um, wouldn't it be great in this environment to have a place, and kind of wildflower was in my head, where people could kind of come in and and, and get a breath of fresh air and, and kind of see that another way of life is possible and um, see food being made and have access to healthy food. and the, I don't know, the, the name Avalon just came to me. Yeah. Um, but years later, um, I learned after we actually named it that it was this matriarchal society that was um, basically Ireland, like ancient Ireland. And it was very nature based. And so it all kind of came together, oh. but in a sort of a nonlinear way, interestingly enough.
0: Yeah. So y- well, that's, that's um, I'm interested to hear about the story about your first customer.
1: Oh, that's the best story, Um, because we had our first two customers um, were, one was Bishop Gumbleton, who is a radical Catholic bishop from Detroit, who's actually so radical that he was asked to take early retirement, <laughs>
4: um,
1: but who's a really wonderful, wonderful man in our community. And um, Larry, who is a um, homeless person who basically um, spends most of his time outside the bakery. So we had one paying customer, which is a Catholic bishop, and a non-paying customer that was Larry, and that's basically the story of Evelyn. Wow, it's kind of all you need to know. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So let, let me just say, both blessed us, and I don't know which one blessed us more.
0: <laughs> so, so would it be safe to say that you you really had activist roots? Uh, uh, oh, totally. Yeah. So
1: I mean, how they, do you
0: how do you sort of knead that into the dough of your bakery? You like that? You Like that? You can use it.
1: My, Ann, Ann and I, you know, I like to say that without Ann, um, my partner, and we've been, we've been partners in life for 16 years now.
2: Congratulations. And, thank
1: you. And we have two children together. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. Wow. Um, but without Ann, I, I like to say this would have been a great idea without a single loaf of bread baked, because I'm sort of the one who has the great ideas a lot of times. Not all the time, but a lot of times.
2: Oh, of course it's all you. Sure.
1: <laughs> but Ann's the one who actually understands how to make things physically happen and so um, I had activist roots because I'd been an activist in the community um, doing kind of progressive organizing for about a decade but Anne had been doing the community building of um, in the women's community and in the gay and lesbian community for longer than I had she was on the founding board of affirmations Um, she you know was running the longest running women's coffee house in the country at the time and and, um, and had been involved in progressive politics herself. So when we came together, we decided 11 years ago, before this was sort of you know, popular, I guess you could say, or in the contemporary, in modern, in mainstream culture, we decided if we started a business, it would have to have, instead of one bottom line, it really didn't make sense to us, because that wasn't really our, I mean, we wanted to make a living for sure, but we wanted to start a business that did good and did well. So we started a business with three bottom lines, and, One was right relationship with the earth, and one was right relationship with the community, and one was right relationship with our employees. So it was always an idea of setting up a business that... Was sort of a model for that you that businesses could do well, and they could re you know provide jobs, and but they also could do something on a larger global scale that made an impact. And in our city, we're a very very underserved um, economy, and 11 years ago, we were very underserved, grossly underserved. So anything that you create here that is. Healthy and nutri and, and delicious, and has you know a warm environment is really a positive contribution, and so um, it all kind of came together for us.
0: Nice. And and you really do serve your you, you know your employees. You have a, a um, from what I hear great staff, and you use and you. Um, you offer them benefits, your employees' benefits, right? Well,
1: yeah. I mean, you know, we. I, I wish we were a little more. You know, the bottom, the bottom line of right relationship with our checkbook is probably our our weakest one. So I wish we were a little more. Um uh, we had a little more cash to to do even better, but our, our full time employees and some of our part time employees do have health insurance. Um, you know, we have paid time off, and you know we're not we're not IBM, we're not Apple, so we're not doing everything that I would like to do long term. But from the first year, we did have health insurance, and um, you know we definitely try to try to pay. Um, at least at the prevailing wage. And I uh, think that's or, amazing. I mean, at the living wage.
0: You're right. You're not IBM, and you're not Apple, but you're still finding a way. So that's right. got to exactly. be a model, right?
1: Exactly. Well, that's that's the thing is, you know, for a small business it is a little tough. Um, but I think that we also, we've always decided if we couldn't do it um, with these three bottom lines, we really didn't want to do it at all. Hmm.
2: So, and one of the things with your employees as well is that it sounds like very similar to the cabs here in Ann Arbor is that we have a lot of PhD students that are our PhD <laughs> graduates that are driving our cabs. Uh, but no, do you, but
1: no, I wouldn't say that's I wouldn't say that's true in Detroit. I mean, we definitely have our share of um, you know college graduates for sure. I have one in here counting out money right now who's a u of m graduate um and 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 we also have a lot of people who have different kinds of experience and training but i wouldn't say we have you know it's a very different deal than ann arbor we don't have like lots of graduate students you know looking you know looking for retail jobs say um it's you know we definitely have you know People working hard.
2: Well, exactly. Um, but I guess I yeah. was going to say is that you have a diversity of no, no, all various I- levels. Oh, and no, we so-
1: have incre- that's, that's what's so cool is yes. we have an incredible diversity. And I think in part because, we, yeah, we do have just all sorts of different folks in our community with different levels of economic, with different economic backgrounds, different right. educational backgrounds, and different um, influences in their lives. So we have rock and roll stars, and we have... <laughs> um, you know, a cul- I'm looking out right now at a, a young man who's a culinary graduate, and I've got a, our head baker, you know, has no formal training, but he's been baking an artisan breads for 12 years. Right. And so we just have a wonderful mix of um, people from lots of different backgrounds.
2: And learning from each other. I mean, so there is really no... Totally. Yeah.
1: So we're too small to do anything but that. We have a 2,000-square-foot space. We run a million-and-a-half-dollar wow. business in a 2,000-square-foot space, and every inch is used... Probably five different times a day by five different people. So there's no like hiding in your cubicle in our place.
4: Okay. We're
1: all in it together, with all the contradictions that come with that, and all the frustrations, but also all the richness and the um, you know the, the fun that comes with it too. It's it's all there.
2: <laughs> yes. So uh, being uh, lesbian owners or owners that are lesbian, mm-hmm. um, did uh, uh, did you? Uh, Announce that within like the first day of opening, or was it something, or did you guys have to make like a decision to?
1: You know, it's funny with Anna and I. I mean, we've always said that, you know, like we don't really know two more out people than us, but but we're not out because we announce it, we're out because we just live it, and that's just how that's just how we've always been, and we've always been very blessed that we've been able to do that. I think there's different people. In different walks of life who don't have that privilege, and yes. and we do, and but it's always been a very natural state for us. So when we um, started the bakery, it was never a question of announcing it. But I think anyone who wasn't totally sure, you know, when we when we had our wedding, and you know everybody sort of knew about it, you know, we have real regular customers. Well, that was a real good indication. And then when we had, when I had our child, and the pictures went up, well, then it was you know cemented, and it was neat to see. People who I think, you know, again, seven, eight years ago when it wasn't quite even so common to have out, you know, gay people having kids biologically um, or adopting really, um, it was neat to see people's consciousness or attitude sort of shift before your eyes because there is something about children that brings people to a higher level. Yes. And so you could see people who maybe had been holding back a little from us, you know, like mm-hmm. in kind of reserving judgment, and then when those pictures of that baby went up of our daughter, it was just like everyone welcomed her into our community and it wasn't about her being the daughter, you know, of the two women, it was about being about being someone in the community. But I think for some people actually it has been a nice way for cuz I we do not live in a you know, we do not live in a community with a lot a high density of gay people at Mm -hmm, all or a high mm -hmm. density of out gay people at all. And so I think for some people it has been an opportunity for them to get to know, you know, really out gay people in a really comfortable environment. Um, And now I think it's just sort of, it's not even... You know, I don't even think it's anything that's really discussed anymore. It's such a part of the the fabric here. Right. But I think for those first few years when when it was a little more rare, um, I, I think it was interesting and and really I think fulfilling to watch people's minds and hearts open as our lives gelled and and we just never we never held back. But the Advocate article, interestingly, there was an article in Curve, very brief, two months ago, and then the article in the Advocate, and those are. I think the first real articles that really focused on us as, you know, as a gay couple, although Between the Lines did write something a long time ago um, as well, but it just hasn't ever been, like, the main thing about us, Mm -hmm, but -hmm. but it's never been hidden. So, um, yeah, it's been kind of cool in that way, I think.
0: Well, that is great. So so when I come to Avalon Breads and I want to pick something up, what, what do you think I should get? What would well, you recommend? Well, you
1: when you walk in, if you're a chocolate person, you got to try the peanut butter brownie because, hands down, it's the most decadent, richest thing that we have, and it's it's really awesome.
0: And then after I eat you out of those, what should and then I have?
1: You, you, have you, you have to get a loaf of Motown multigrain bread. Because it's just—it's like the perfect loaf of bread. Um, you have to try our French baguette because everybody says it's the best one in the in the state at this point, and I tend to agree. Um, but don't leave without having a cappuccino because we get some killer coffee um, every week from a wonderful artisan roaster in Seattle called Cafe D'Arte and we are the only place that I know about right now um, in the state that's carrying it and it is really fantastic coffee and our cappuccinos are just super